Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Thin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your fine quality kayak fishing needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. And the 153 Bait Company. For all your hard, soft plastic bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's talk about some awesome products. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the final cast. I'm one of your hosts, Josh. I'm Brad. How's it going, Brad? good how you doing good 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 man good stuff yeah i saw you were killing it on the small mouth this weekend buddy <laughs> always i love right. it it's fun were you upset you didn't do the tournament no i was <laughs> I, I i told justin i was like yeah even if i would have done it i i wouldn't have placed in the money so it's all good so it's whatever yeah well tonight we have an exciting episode brad and i have been wanting to do an episode about sunglasses for quite some time and uh we put out some feelers a couple months ago in regards to you know learning more about sunglasses in general and how you know it can help you know improve your fishing game so uh brian actually put us in connection with our guest tonight um at icast so welcome al perkinson and al is with bahio sunglasses and al how are you doing buddy doing great man how you guys doing good doing great man doing great doing good um but yeah man like i said before we were talking uh right before we started here that brad and i were super excited about doing this uh episode so let's get started. Give us a little bit of history about yourself and the company and how you guys got started. Yeah, sounds great. We, um, you know, I, I've been in the sunglass business for a while. I started with uh, another brand, Costa Sunglasses, back in 2000. 
And uh, when it was a tiny little brand in Florida and grew that brand to about 160 million uh, till 2017. And uh, at that point, uh, we were acquired by a large French company. I decided that, uh, you know, we built the brand on fishing and uh, the French didn't really get into fishing that much. So decided to leave and, and left and went out to Montana and worked for uh, Sims out there, fly fishing company. And um, then made my way back to the East Coast and I uh, saw an opportunity to pull the band back together and start a new brand. And so that's what we did with Bahio. And uh, again, it's, uh, you know, our passion is fishing. And mm -hmm. my wife and I have a couple of paddle kayaks that we love to, to paddle around on and, and fly fish off of. And, um, you know, we travel all over and fly fish. And uh, so, you know, we thought we'd uh, create a new brand that was geared towards fishing and you know really took lens technology and some other features to the next level and um started hey we've just been in the market like four day four uh four days feels like four years but it's been four months <laughs> and uh so we're we're doing um off to a great start and uh having a great time awesome man so you're into kayaking huh I am, man. We were, we lived in Charleston for a little while and you've got all those marshes and creeks, mm -hmm. all the low country. And man, we, we would wheel our kayaks uh, down to the river and put in like a couple times a week and just mm -hmm. paddle around. And I mean, you're, you're so like close to the water and it's so quiet and you just feel kind of like part of nature out there, like super connected. Mm -hmm. And then we could stand up on them and cast and tail and reds out in the marsh it was pretty sweet Love so it. what boats are you guys using uh we've got a couple of hobies um nice and yeah they're not they're not like the super big ones uh, some mm. of those things are like you know you could get three or four people on them and run around and have a party but uh, <laughs> these are just you know pretty modest uh i can't remember the model name of them but um they're great. And they've got so many accessories for these things yeah. that, you know, buckets and mm -hmm. uh, rod holders and all this stuff, you know, place to put your cooler that um, they're really tricked out. They come a long way over the last 10 years or so, for sure. Yeah, they have. That's for sure. So what's your experience been fly fishing from the kayak platform so far? Um, <clears throat> well, it's, you know, handling your line is always a challenge and mm -hmm. you know so there's certain things on the kayak that your line tends to get caught on so you just like have to throw a towel over it or pull up the pedals and stick them in the back you know so that so that it doesn't get tangled up mm -hmm. too badly um and then you know balance is always a yeah. challenge uh but but ours are pretty stable and um and so that hadn't been that big of a deal but uh i don't know it's it's really been pretty cool yeah yeah that's I, awesome man go ahead brad i know a lot of people that do uh fish fly fish off of kayaks and stuff i always thought like a paddleboard type kayak would you know would be a lot better to fish off of but i always wondered about that the line getting caught on stuff yeah we've got a couple paddle boards as well you know our garage is bigger than our house at this point. Um, <laughs> but, uh, 
But um, yeah, I mean, the paddle board's definitely the line management. It's not that bad because it's like super mm -hmm. smooth and there's nothing to get caught on. Um, but, you know, you with the pedals, it's great because you can you can pedal and still have use of your hands and arms, you know, yeah. for, for doing whatever. Where on the paddle board, like, where do you put the paddle, you know, when you go to go to cast and um, I, again, ours are pretty simple. They make some super tricked out ones that have places for everything and leaning bars and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, but it's all good. Love it all, man. Yeah. Well, let's get into talking sunglasses, man. Um, so you started out with uh, Costa and you guys, you know, parted ways or you parted ways from them. Um, uh, what was your experience like, you know, starting out doing that? Were you somebody who's just started in the company, like, like down at the bottom and you worked your way up or did you help start that company? was there like the idea for being fishing specific there with Costa? Yeah, actually I was with an, an ad agency at the time and I got Costa as a client and hmm. It was just this cool little, you know, Florida brand that started out in fishing. Well, they, they kind of did a, several different things at the beginning. Uh, they initially were going to be a race car brand because they were right there in Daytona Beach, mm -hmm. Florida. And uh, they had some connections into the racing world. But then for whatever reason, anglers started uh, using them and they started going around to boat shows and selling those at boat shows. And uh, so I came in as head of marketing and one on the executive team. So I kind of came in at the top versus the bottom, uh, but it was, it was really small at the time. And, you know, we didn't, didn't have a lot of money to do marketing with. So, um, you know, we just kind of made it up as we went along and uh, ev eventually we just figured out that fishing was where we needed to focus at the time. And so, um, it was it was all pretty new at that point. You know, there, there are a lot of sort of fishing sunglass brands out there now. But back then, Costa was kind of the only game in town. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, we we just sort of learned a lot about the fishing market. Everybody at the company fished. So that was kind of cool. And, um, you know, grew it and developed some, you know, some pretty cool technologies on the sunglass side. And. Uh, some, you know, some cool products that were really sort of built for fishing. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what the company was built on, you know, that, that foundation of fishing. And it grew beyond that, you know, to more like a coastal lifestyle. And then, you know, when the Europeans took it over, they, they really were more interested in the lifestyle than they were in, in, in the beach and that kind of thing than they were in the fishing part of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so that's, that's where we come along now with Bahio and really, saying hey we're we're purely about fishing yeah. and uh you know we're going to continue to advance the technologies and the designs for fishing uh, with this brand that's a great thing because you see that happen too often where a bigger corporation takes over some a bunch of smaller things and kind of starts to control it in a way because i mean i i was never familiar with cost until i became an angler you know i mean i i've worn oakley glass sunglasses forever you know um and then you know as i got more involved in the fishing 
you know, everybody's like, you try, you got to try out, you know, Costas and never pulled the trigger on them just because I'm one of the few people that's sort of, um, good with their sunglasses. I don't lose them. So <laughs> I mean, I've had, the same, I've had the same two pairs of sunglasses and it's the same model, except my first pair was non-polarized and my second pair was, and I've had them literally at this point for 12 years. Wow. The one current ones I have, I've had for five, <laughs> five of those years. So I don't know how, <laughs> how I'm responsible with my sunglasses. Cause I know some people that uh, are yeah. going to buy them once a year, at least, you know, Oh yeah, dude, I was about to say, I've gone through probably 10 pairs in that time frame. You've gone really? through one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it comes down when I spend money on something, I get real particular about oh, it. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> the first pair wasn't deep. Yeah, the first pair wasn't that earth shattering. They were not polarized. They were like seventy bucks. But mm -hmm. this next pair, I was like, mm, I'm gonna try to take care of them. But I just replaced the lenses on them not too long ago. But so with Bahio, you guys, I I love it. I love the fact that you stepped up and you're like, you know what? They're gonna do this with the brand that I was working with. Let's just go start our own and stay on track with the fishing thing. Because I mean, Costa, you look at Costa. It's it was it was anglers, you know, like I didn't hear many other people besides fishermen that were wearing those sunglasses. So definitely it's, it's awesome to see you, you know, be like, you know what, um, let's go ahead and start this on our own and let's take, you know, take the reins. Um, and you said how long you guys have been at it so far. Yeah, just, just about four months. Four so months. We're, we're newbies, newbies on the block and, it's been fun to get go back to being small and yeah. uh, have a lot of freedom and just a lot of camaraderie. Great group of of mm -hmm. folks and uh, <clears throat> and I think you know a lot of consumers out there and you know a lot of retailers, especially uh, they like to know who they're doing business with. You know they mm -hmm. like to do business with a small company and the small company's got to deliver on the quality of product and stuff. But you know, you like to be able to pick up the phone and call somebody and a real person answers mm -hmm. and they can actually be knowledgeable and help you with your issues. And it kind of treats you more like a person than just a customer. Right. And uh, we're finding everybody is so uh, excited about that aspect of it, you know, just having an, another, uh, you know, sort of privately held small company to do business with. And so mm -hmm. service is at the top of the list for Bahio. Uh, you know, somebody calls, we answer the phone. I mean, the, the customer service is 20 feet away from me and I'm the CEO. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're super plugged in. If anybody has any issues, any problems, we're on it. We take care of them. And, you know, just like you would if, if they were your personal friend, you know? Yeah. That, that's the kind of company that I like to uh, purchase from. To, so to relate myself to that, I, I work with like a smaller rod company and they're, they're similar in that way where they're easy to reach. They're easy to talk to and get information from whenever I want. And yeah. that's important to me. I, I know for sure it'll be important to many other people out there as well. Yeah, I mean, it's in today's day and age, you always see these big companies buying up the smaller companies. Um, and, you know, Cust is a, a definitely an example of that. Like, 
um, and it's Luxottica, right? That owns them and like 20 other brands of sunglasses. Like, mm-hmm. so when you're calling in there, you're calling into somebody's like, okay, well, we're, what are we, what sunglass brand are we dealing with? And, yeah. and then by then you're trying to talk to somebody who's trying to cover basis on 20 different brands and may have nothing of, you know, in regards to fishing knowledge at all or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever brand they might be calling them about. So I think a lot of times, you know, when, when companies go that route, they're losing. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, Hey, <sighs> well, That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. A lot of the important things that people are are looking forward to, and that's Mm -hmm. that personal communication, that who I'm talking to truly cares about what issues I'm having and what they can do to correct it instead of just being like, okay, yeah, we, we can or can't, you know, honor your warranty or, or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, there's, you know, it's kind of cookie. I mean, I worked at customer service and I know how that works and we had, you know, scripts we followed. And when you start getting in that script, you yourself become that robot that everybody dreads trying to get through the phone tree, you know? So um, I definitely respect you guys for taking the step you know, in that direction to make the customers priority, because once you do that and you gain their trust, you know, you usually gain a lifetime, you know, customer. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've all had those terrible customer service experiences, right? (laughs) You're just on hold for days and you get transferred to 12 different people. And, um, you know, when, when you have the power or the ability to say, Ours is not going to be like that. It's it comes from the heart, man. It's like mm-hmm. I don't want to inflict that on somebody else. You know, we we want to really take care of people, and uh, so yeah, I think it's just it's almost like a virus that's attacked American business over the years. It didn't used mm-hmm. to be like that, but now all that mergers and acquisitions and combining mm-hmm. things, and just like you said, the you know the call center is uh you know those people are paid to get off the phone as fast as they can and cost mm-hmm. the company as little money as they can i like i like the guy at zappos who started zappos and they gave an award for the longest conversation to their customer service people <laughs> and they hired people for customer service who just love to talk to people you know yeah. not like chitty chatty talk productive talk but they that's what they enjoy doing and they said, look, make a friend, you know, talk to this person as long as you need to, to take care of them. And uh, their customer service scores are just through the roof. Because hmm. of that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've worked for a call center and we'd have our manager sit down and listen to the conversation <laughs> and grade it. And I was always bad for talking too long. And it's just because I'm, <laughs> I'm the same way, man. Because I, I want, like I'm really good about wanting to make sure that it's like one call and done. You know, I don't want that person to have to keep calling in over and over and over again. So, you know, I, I would get marked all the time for I had great quality scores, just awful number, you know, mm-hmm. length of time. And I'm like, hey, 
you can hit me on that every time and I'll take it. As long as I've got good quality scores, that's the only thing I cared about. Yeah. Um, that lifestyle also can drive you crazy. So I'm glad I got away <laughs> from that job. Yeah. It's so depressing. Like you'd come <laughs> home and you're like, oh, because nobody really calls you when you're doing well. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing good. It's always like, hey, I have a problem. And, you know, in the sector that I worked in was super depressing. So, yeah. But um, let's talk sunglasses now, man. Um, sure. I want to know. What is your favorite thing about your company's product so far that you guys have come come up with? I'll give you a real specific answer, and it's our pink lens. We have awesome. we have a pink lens that we developed, and it just kind of came out to be pink. We didn't start to make it pink, but in order for it to perform the way it had to, it kind of came out pink. And we uh, were like, well, our big burly fishing dudes going to wear a pink lens. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I don't think they will, but this is a, the best lens we can make. It's amazing. And uh, so what we found was people loved it and they started freaking out about it. And we were sold out of it in like five minutes. Ooh, and wow. uh, so we had to order a bunch more and I'm pretty sure we got them in stock at this point. But it w it's been a big surprise and actually, you know, sort of pointed us in the right direction on developing some new stuff that um, is pretty interesting. So that's the pink lens has been a lot of fun. Are, yeah. are these the ones on the screen right now? Yep, that's okay. it. What, what makes those so special exactly? Well, there's I mean, there's a couple of things. Um, the. A lens is made of a lot of different layers. We call it the stack. Mm -hmm. And so each layer has a different impact on how you see. And they have, a lot of them have different colors. And so when you combine all of those together, you get an effect. And you don't really know what that effect is going to be mm -hmm. until you combine them all together. But one of the layers is called the base lens layer. So it's just sort of your basic starting point for a lens and most brands will use a gray base or maybe a brown base, sometimes a copper base. Mm -hmm. We used a red base with this, not like bright red, but definitely reddish mm -hmm. brown has a lot of red in it. And um, then once we combine that with, with a, a pink mirror and then a certain type of polarized film and certain type of coatings, uh, then that created this effect um, that is allows you to see fish really deep in the water. We do a ton of sight fishing. And so if I'm out on a flat fishing, you know, I, I trade out lenses, I test lenses to see which one is going to not only knock down the glare, but it's going to allow me because of the, the stack to see deeply into the water because the more I can see into the water, the more fish I can see against the bottom. Mm -hmm. So this this lens is a super high contrast lens that allows you to see fish. I don't know how many feet farther. I would say, I don't know. It's hard to tell, but I would say maybe 10 or 20 feet farther into mm -hmm. the water, you can see wow. fish. And um, when we, we've been taking this around all over the Caribbean and in the United States, and letting guides who are out on the water 
you know, all day long, every day. And their eyes are the most important tool that they have. Mm-hmm. And they really know sunglasses better than anybody. We, we let them try out all the lenses. Every one of them is like, I want the pink. Let me have the pink. I never see anything like pink. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, I think pretty soon you're going to see all the guides wearing pink lenses, and uh, <laughs> which is mm. pretty funny, actually. But yeah. um, that's interesting. Yeah. Um. So, uh, how does how do these glasses, or how does the pink lens uh, work in like a slightly stained water? I mean. Do they excel in clear water or does it also work in dirty water as well? It works in both, you know? Um, yeah, it, it works in both. We fish tannic water and, you know, obviously crystal clear water. Mm-hmm. And uh, in tannic water, you kind of need them more than, than in super clear water. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think the contrast is, is great for both in both environments. Um, and, you know, we've developed, we've developed several other uh, lens colors. So we've got a blue, we've got a green, we've got a silver, we've got a pink. Um, and then we've got a couple other colors that are in test right now, uh, all of which are unexpected colors, really, for sunglasses. But uh, so, they're, so they're super fun, too, you know, just to play around with. Um, right. But but the other part of it, besides the stack and all the all the layer combinations, is um, I don't know. This wasn't even around fifteen or twenty years ago, but it's it's everywhere now, and it's sort of the the light filter that's in the lens. Mm-hmm. So the light comes through the light spectrum at you know it's divided up into nanometers, and so different points on the light spectrum. Uh, are coded, you know, or, or sort of measured by nanometers and different light comes in at different nanometers. So, okay. so the blue light is a, the light that comes in the most. You have the more blue light than anything that comes in most intensely at 445 nanometers. Well, we decided that um, blue light is, there's been a lot of research I don't know, you know, if you're in front of your pure computer screen or the TV, or if you're a video gamer, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the video gamers were having a hard time sleeping at night. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just because they stayed up till three o'clock in the morning, um, you know, playing video games. But what was happening is that their screens were emitting the blue light mm-hmm. and they were absorbing tons of blue light. And so the blue light stops your eye from producing melatonin and melatonin is what makes you sleep. Mm-hmm. So they were getting their, their sleeping drug in their brain was getting blocked. And so they couldn't go to sleep. And so that, so they started coming out and there's also a bunch of other sort of harmful effects that blue light has on you. But um, so they started doing research on it and figured out that that was the problem. So they started creating these blue light uh, glasses. I don't know if you guys have ever seen them, but they're just clear glasses like these are mine blue light Mm -hmm. glasses and they have kind of like a yellow tint to them Mm -hmm. slightly yellow tint but what they do is they block the blue light coming into your eye and it's not the color blue that they're blocking i mean you can still see blue uh but it's just the waves of the blue light that it Mm -hmm. it blocks right and so these you know it worked really well indoors 
Well, what we found out was that the sun is actually the largest producer of blue light. And so if you're out on, like we are, we're not on the couch as much as we're out on the water. Mm-hmm. And so all that sun and that blue light that it's emitting is creating eye strain, it's creating some eye disease, and it's keeping you from sleeping at night, um, all those health impacts. And it also, because it it's it has haze associated with it, um, it makes things blurry. So when so we decided that to attack blue light with our glasses. The other brands are kind of attacking yellow light. Mm-hmm. We decided that blue light was actually what we needed to attack. So we were able to create a technology that blocks blue light at 445 nanometers, blocks 95% of it. That's way more than anybody else is blocking. And so what happens when you put, put the lenses on you say it's so clear. People are like, oh my God, I can't believe how clear this is. It's like I don't even have a lens in front of my eye. Hmm. And that's because we blocked the blue light. So that combination of like blocking the blue to create, knock out the haze, create all this clarity and uh, is really cool. And then marry that with the stack we were just talking about. It gives you the contrast and allows you to see against the bottom. And that's the that's the secret sauce. That's how you do it, and that's that's how we've done it. And and so the lenses are, I mean, they're blowing people away, which is really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. it's funny you mentioned that because my wife she has glasses for uh, watching TV before she goes to bed, and it it blocks out the blue light. Yeah. So she so, so she's able to sleep. I can now go to her and tell her this information and make her seem like make her think that I'm smart. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Um, I mean, when we do these pods, I, um, I have the filter that I can switch my screen to that switches the blue light off is actually not, it washes, it will wash out like my face real bad. If I switch it back on, everything will get like extraordinarily bright as well. It's weird, but um that's awesome man i've always been kind of a you know and it was at the past few years where they really started to do that research into the effects of blue light and that's why they tell you try not to look at any screens or doing screen time before you go to bed because it does mess with your sleep cycle for sure Uh, but i do like the fact that you guys you know figured out that hey we can block this light and it clear it clears everything up i wasn't aware of that aspect of the fuzziness that it creates um, and it, you can see kind of that cause it, like you said, it's, it's the, it's the biggest amount that's coming through and it comes through like in radio waves. Right. And if that's where, if I remember the, how like the light spectrum comes through, um, like a lens and it's, it's insane. The amount versus like the rest of them, isn't a blue light, like significantly more as well. Yeah. It's significantly more. And it's kind of like, I don't know, uh, but back in the day, you know, when uh, we had black lights sometimes, like when I was a kid, it was really cool if you had a black light light bulb mm-hmm. and you put it in your room. And then you had these posters that would like show up through the black light. Yep. And uh, and, you know, you you know, you smoke some weed and turn on the black light and trip out on. Some I, I had Pink together. Floyd and Led Zeppelin once. That's what I was thinking. Pink Floyd, a Pink Floyd poster in the background. I mean, yeah. Pink Floyd is like, whoa, man. <laughs> and uh, that's but, awesome. But that light, if you looked at that light bulb, it, you know, it's just kind of has all this haze around it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's basically how blue light is. It just has all this haze around it. Yeah. So, 
but yeah, so we, we started getting educated on that back in the day, but uh, <laughs> it holds true for sure. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So can you kind of give us a walkthrough of how the different colors and what is the best fishing application for like your color schemes? Um, And if you don't have to be super specific if you don't want to, but if you can say like, oh, like the green, uh, like the green mirror finish or whatever, you know, whatever works best for you. But that's one thing I've always been kind of questioning and Mm -hmm. I've always kind of got some different answers like, you know, copper versus gray versus blue versus green. And now we've got pink in the mix. So it's like, Mm -hmm. uh, like where does, because I, the one thing I've always wanted to avoid is having too many pairs of sunglasses currently i have Mm -hmm. three i have a pair of blue blockers that are in the uh in the truck and i very rarely wear them um i think i have a bronze pair that's in my glove box which i hardly ever wear and i was finding myself wearing my oakley's which wore green or gray polarized Um, Mm -hmm. i liked those because they were working in either clear water situations and or stained water situations. And I've had friends that had issues with, depending on what color they were wearing, that they weren't being able to to see like in stained water, or maybe they were struggling in clear water where somebody else wearing a different color. Or is it not even about the color? Is it the bases? Because you mentioned that like most sunglasses I've always kept finding had a gray base, like you mentioned before. Mm -hmm. So could you clarify like, you know, what kind of water scenarios are we looking at versus lens colors? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's always been a little bit confusing and there's, you know, debate a little bit by people. So what we wanted to do is try to make it kind of simple and more organized. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of different things, you know, everything's got polarization in it. And so you got to have polarization that knocks down the glare. Mm-hmm. And so all the lenses have are polarized and there's different levels of polarization, but that's kind of a detail. Um, And then everything for us is reducing blue light. And so that's across all the lenses. So that's, those are the two basic things. Then the next thing is certain, certain lenses are really dark and certain lenses are really light. And that's the amount of light that gets let in. It's called the the VLT uh, light transmission value. And so if you're in a bright light situation, then you want something that's pretty dark lots of times. And if you're in a low light situation where it's cloudy or you're under tree cover or something like that, uh, you want a, a lens that lets in more light, right? So you can see better. So a lot of companies are sort of bunched up in the 11 or 12% light transmission level, really dark. And if you get below 10, they're sort of illegal because you can't see traffic lights and it's not safe to drive in those. Uh, But a lot of brands 
are around that you know 10 11% range now if you're out in the middle of the ocean on a super bright day then that's good but if you start getting cloud cover like i've taken some you know 11% glasses up to alaska where it's just rains all the freaking time and it's super dark i'm like man i can't see anything i can't wear these right and as you get older you know you need more light coming in to be able to see as well so um you know there are there have been brands out there that have you know the blue and the green are super dark 11% and then they'll have like a yellow that's super light around 22 or 23% but nothing really in the middle so what we wanted to do is do a a step right dark to light so blue is for us <clears throat> blue is the darkest green is next silver in the middle pink and then we're coming out with a new lens that's going to be even lighter than mm. pink so so you know that everything's polarized, everything blocks blue light, so you're going to get the clarity and all of that. Then you say, okay, do I want a super dark lens or do I want a super light lens? Then the last thing is, you know, what type of fishing, what type of conditions are these for? And so typically the the gray base is better for offshore type applications. So you see a lot of the the big boat offshore marlin fishermen, sail fisher, those kind of guys using gray. Gray lets you see pretty much the same color that's out in the world. It's just darker. And mm -hmm. so if you're looking out over the ocean and you're looking for a sailfish bill or, or a fin or something like that, that gray is probably pretty good because it lets you see that, that contrast of the fin sticking out of the water against the sky or against the water. And so typically offshore guys prefer that. When you get into a brown or a copper or a red, um, those tend to be more sight fishing applications where you're looking for a fish, you know, 20, 30, 40 feet from the boat down in the water. And so what you have, what you need is something that's going to provide contrast between the water and the bottom so that you can then see the fish against the bottom. Uh, so you would say that of the brown family, the brown would have the least amount of contrast and the red would have the most amount of contrast is how we would look at it. And copper would be in the middle. Um, if you're out on the flats and it's super, super sunny and it's really bright uh, and the water's really clear, you know, you might, tend to go for a brown or a copper because they're a little bit more wearable. But if you're in a place where you have murky water or you have low light, uh, you're probably going to want to go for more the red side. Copper works well, but more for the red because that's going to actually give you a lot higher contrast. That, that lens, if you're out in really bright sun and clear water, it's going to be pretty intense. Um, and it might be a little bit too intense for you. Um, but, if, you know, if you need something in murky water, really technical, then you go for something like the pink or, you know, the purple is the next one we're coming out with. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of that, that last piece, the gray to the red. And it goes from low contrast to high contrast. And you just kind of have to try them on and see see which ones work for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A quick question. then. So 
is mirrored finish just for looks or is that just is it have an application to what you're you know for your sunglasses you know how it'll be like because i had a pair of gray polarized but they were non-mirrored is mirrored just the look you know to give that mirrored effect on the outside or is there actual use to that well i mean it's it's both so a mirror when you put a mirror on a base it's going to re it's going to make it darker so it's going to reduce your light transmission by about two points. So okay. if it was a 14 base and you put a mirror on it, it's probably going to knock it down to a 12 light transmission. So less light's going to come through. But the color, well, we found the color does matter. And that stack that we were talking about where you have the color of the base, the color of the polarized film, the color of the coatings, and the color of the mirror different mirrors on top of the same if everything else stays the same and you put different mirrors on there mm -hmm. we find that things look different um, so it does have an impact on color on contrast and it definitely has a kind uh you know it has has an impact on how dark it is that's interesting. super interesting because i was almost convinced that the mirrored effect on the you know the mirrored coating was just for looks and it's cool to learn about it i've always been super yeah. interested because it's neat knowing that you know you've got three layers to a pair of sunglasses and you change one and it can change the whole you know it can change the way those how you're viewing it and, you know maybe it's not minute but you know it's not some significant change but that change is there um but are you guys with you being four months old, how has it been trying to develop like the actual frames, like, you know, like different frame styles? Are you guys kind of following the general, like, I don't want to say the same type of frames, but the same kind of design concepts, just putting your own twist on it? How's that been so far? Well, it was really interesting during COVID as, you know, our supply chain, we, we make everything here in New Smyrna Beach, Florida, in our lab. But we have to get parts, you know, mm -hmm. all all over. And we get sort of complete frames, but we get separate lenses and we cut the lenses and all that. Um, so that was sort of a whole nother issue with uh, trying to get things designed and built during COVID with factories closing down and um, all of that. But, but um, you know, when, when you start out, you, you're limited uh, in the number of frames that you can have. So we knew that, um, you know, because the factories will have minimum order quantities. So mm -hmm. if we had 50, if we came out with 50 frames, then that would mean that we would have to buy, you know, thousands and thousands of pairs, put them in inventory, that sort of sucks up your cash and, and so forth. So you're limited to, you know, we came out with a dozen uh, right out of the gate. And that was, that was enough for us to kind of cover all the sizes, to cover men and women, to cover the different styles. And so that was a good, a good number. We'll probably double that in the next year or so um, as, as we come out. We wanted to keep our frame selection and, and we want to keep it going forward, you know, smaller than some of the other brands. You know, some of the brands have 130 styles, they have 80 styles. And the retailers are like, please don't come out with that many styles, man. Just yeah. keep it simple, okay? <laughs> so we're all about keeping it simple, stupid, and and 
really being thoughtful about the designs, making sure we have enough for everybody, mm -hmm. uh, but not just making it so hard to even pick something. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I mean, I got I got on Oakley's website the other day, and I'm like. <laughs> This is a hot mess, man. Like literally trying to scroll through it. And I'm like, it's the gas can. It's a gas can elite. It's a gas can like junior. Like, oh my God, dude, there's like, and the way it breaks down, I'm like, this is the most ob obnoxious shopping experience of my life. And I was like, nope. I was, cause I was going to buy a whole new pair of sunglasses. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to replace the lenses. The frames are still intact. Um, I cleaned them up with a little bit of rubbing alcohol. They look good. And let me just replace the lenses. And because I, I couldn't stand it, I couldn't stand. And then my other thing is I have a very misshaped head. <laughs> like I, I have like a narrow face and it's like longer. So sunglasses don't fit me right here. And so many brands are built, especially men's sunglasses. And they're very, very wide sitting on my face. So I used to have to have all my sunglasses. I would take them to my actual eye doctor and they would heat up the plastic and be able to mold it a little bit to fit mm. my temples better. Yeah. And I can't buy sunglasses online because of that reason. Like I, I've struggled over and over and over again. I've bought them and then got them. I put them on my face. I'm like, these things look like they're made for a giant when they're put on my head. They might fit Brad's face well, but on me, they look obnoxious. They stick out too far. So mm. I'm, I'm commending you wholeheartedly on the fact that you guys aren't going to flood, you know, your brand with 10,000 different frame yeah. styles. Cause it is very obnoxious after a while, you know, I mean, I kind of get it. You're going to keep wanting to develop, you know, different types of, you know, frames or whatever, but what's obnoxious about it is that, you know, like five of those frame designs almost all look identical, you know, to the mm -hmm. point you're like, you know, maybe there's just a little bit of a different edge of plastic. It's different. You know, I mean, I have the the, the five squared and the gas can looks sim similar, just mine are smaller. And then there's another one that looks similar. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I it's get overwhelmed. Yeah, it's it's super yeah. overwhelming. So, yeah, man, I, I really do applaud you guys on that because it is it's definitely a frustrating thing in the market. So, um. Definitely yeah. keep it simple. When yeah, you see, don't when you see creeping up to that 60 mark, you know, 50 or 60 <laughs> mark, just be like, maybe we should stop here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we'll stop way before that. And, uh, you know, if something's not working, you trade it out for something new, but um, I don't think you need more than 25 styles, in, yeah, ever. And uh, and focus on the lenses, you know, that's really what you see through the frames are really lens holders is what right. they are. Yep. It's not, if you're a fisherman, you know? And uh, so, so yeah, we're, we're trying to make it simple for everybody. Also trying to make it environmentally friendly. So all of our frames, except for the metals, obviously we have two metal frames, but uh, all the plastic frames are made from plants. So we have, hmm. you know, there's 65% plant-based material and it's, uh, uh, it's, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bio-based, so it's a lot easier on the environment. It's not perfect. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're continuing to work on new materials that will be even better for the environment. But it's also half, about half as much weight and 10 times stronger, which is crazy. So, Mm -hmm. So they're good for the environment, but they perform a lot better as well. And people... Uh, you know, even with our glass lenses, which tend to be a little bit heavier, they 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 feel super light, and uh, and they're they're amazed at how light they feel. Mm-hmm. Light, it's like in in cycling, though. Lightweight is a sign of technological sophistication, not a sign of being cheap. Right. And so, you have to educate people on that. That yeah, it's light for a reason. Oh yeah, <laughs> took a lot of work to make it light, but yeah. Um, but uh, that's, I think that's something we're pretty proud of. And that for, throughout the whole company, it's all about sustainability and building our products, shipping our products, uh, you know, in a way that really does as least harm in the environment as possible. Because, I mean, heck, if you're out there on the water every day, you see the impact. You know that things aren't like they used to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, yeah, so that just helps a, a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's unfortunate though. I mean, there's, there's improvements that you see out on the water and then there is kind of things that are just really disappointing. And I think plastic is one of my number one things now that I see that's just super sad. Um, you know, whether it's coming from trash or construction stuff, you name it, we see mm. it, especially cause Brad and I are river guys. Yeah. We live in, um, an area we both live in the suburbs outside of an urban area. And one of our favorite, uh, rivers to fish is the main one that runs through Dayton, Ohio, which is a small urban area. It's not very big, but it's big enough that we get to see the garbage that floats down that river when it rains (laughs) hard enough. And, but the one improvement that I see is that we don't see the amount of chemicals that they used to do back in the Mm -hmm. day when the, the industrial, you know, age was really booming when, you know, the automakers were exploding and Dayton had a lot of industrial stuff, you know, I mean, it's sad. It's sad to see business fail, but at the same time, a lot of times you see your waterways increase. And a lot Mm -hmm. of guys that have been around, you know, for a long time have talked about how good and clean the waterways are getting minus the garbage, you know? Um, But I'm, I'm really ecstatic to hear about, the uh frames because I, i'm a i mean we all have plastic stuff it's unfortunate that it's you know there's so much things that are kind of included in our lives that are plastic i mean i talked to my friend at work the other day and he's like i wish they would outlaw plastic bottles and he's mm. like just for the sheer fact of the amount that my kids waste yeah and you know <laughs> he's like i'm so tired of picking them up but i mean it's 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 companies like yours that are taking those steps to move in that direction and be like, Hey, let's, let's make a new material here. Let's do something different 
and so we don't have to be plastic dependent because i mean they're still saying there's from when they first made plastic it's still around yeah like mm -hmm. it's not deep and it doesn't decompose like people yep. thought it does it's turned into tiny little pieces that our fish are consuming in the oceans and you know we're going from worrying about heavy metals you know like mercury to now we're eating plastic you know in our in our food so yeah i think 85 percent of the fish in the ocean and in the rivers test positive for plastic so yeah. hmm. we're, we're eating plastic fish now which is pretty gross uh, <laughs> yeah. but and i well, mean you think can we even are we even digesting that what is it doing to us you know especially the old plastics that had so many cancer causing you know substances mm -hmm. in it so yeah. And, you know, you don't want to get all like doom and gloom about this stuff. I think there is a ton of positive things going on. I see, yeah. you know, when we were in Charleston, they banned, uh, you know, single use plastic bottles and bags mm -hmm. in the grocery store and straws. Yeah. And so they, they, they put a plastic, they put a paper straw in your drink in a restaurant. Yeah. I'm like, well, this isn't bad. I mean, I kind of like it better than plastic straw, you know? Yeah. They don't break as easy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you know, you drink it fast enough. It doesn't get all soggy. So yeah, uh, I, there's stuff, there's stuff that we can all do and to just do a little bit better, you know, but you know, our, like our t-shirts, you know, we, we sell, we're starting to sell a lot of t-shirts and they come in a plastic bag or our manufacturer wanted them to come in a plastic bag. And we're like, nah, we found this paper bag that we can put the t-shirts in. And he's like, well, my machines that I have that cost me millions of dollars don't use, won't use a paper bag for a t-shirt. So we can't do that. You can use a biodegradable plastic bag. How about that? And we're like, yeah, it's going to biodegrade in a thousand years instead of 2000 years. Big whoop. It's yeah. it really help. So we bought these paper bags and we said, just send us the shirts not in a bag. And so we here in our office sit there all day and put, you know, t-shirts and paper bags ourselves because we're just like, we're not doing the plastic thing. And um, so it takes a little bit more work, but it's, uh, it makes everybody feel good, you know, mm -hmm. and I think it makes your employees more loyal and, and everybody feels like they're doing something good, you know, so that's, that's a positive. I can respect that. Yeah, I definitely respect <laughs> cool. it. I had an argument with my mom <laughs> about the paper versus plastic. Oh, I hate these straws. And I'm like, oh, not that bad. Still drinks the same. Still tastes like Coca-Cola. Yeah. yeah, don't bother me. It's whatever. We forgot to talk about glass lens versus plastic lens. So I kind of wanted to hit that real quick before we ended it. Um, I have some plastic lenses. I know people that have glass lenses and they swear by them. What's the differences and why would you choose one over the other? Well, it's, it's a good question. And you know, the, so the main reason that I would want to have glass lenses is because they're more scratch resistant and we have super sophisticated, like space age coatings that we put on plastic lenses to make them not scratch but they still scratch mm. a lot more than glass lenses do. And that is the number one thing. Now there, there are folks out there who'll say that, well, a glass lens is more clear. 
So they measure clarity by an ab, something called an Abbey value, ABBE. And so if the, you know, the thing is that glass has a higher Abbey value, so it's a lot more clear than a plastic. But honestly, the human eye cannot tell the difference. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a myth that glass lenses are more clear. They're really not. It's the hardness. They're definitely the hardest. Mm -hmm. And so they scratch the least. Uh, they are going to be a little bit, bit heavier than a plastic lens. So if you want lightweight and you want, um, you know, the other thing is that a plastic lens is softer. So mm -hmm. it being soft makes it scratch more easily, but it also makes it more impact resistant. Mm -hmm. So if you were to get, you know, somebody shot a bullet into your eye, uh, it's probably less likely to penetrate if it's a plastic lens they shot it into than a glass lens. Hmm. Glass lenses will tend to shatter because they're more brittle, they're harder. But the thing is a glass lens too, it has all the films, the layers that we talked about with mm -hmm. polarized. So it's going to be more like your windshield. It's going to, it'll hang together. It might, it might shatter, but it'll hang together. It won't go in your eye. Okay. Uh, so, so the safety factor is not, is you know as big as people make it out to be so i i think right. scratch resistant is the biggest thing the other thing uh just you know quickly is that glass lenses man if you ever if you ever see like the manufacturing process for glass it is like old school freaking you know blacksmith kind of kind of stuff hmm. you you put out you put the sand, you know, glass is made out of sand, mm -hmm. silicone, and then you put all these other chemicals in there, all the stuff that's going to make the glass do what you want it to do in this big old vat. And it's like fires going, it's like molten glass. Dudes have lead boots and these lead vests on, and they're like, you know, like Wizard of Oz, or, you know, pouring this stuff in there. You got mm -hmm. tattoos on it, you know, big old dude, <laughs> and all that stuff going on. Uh, but what that that means is that it's a lot harder to innovate and to do new things with glass mm -hmm. than it is with plastic. So I'll talk to our plastic lens manufacturer and I say, look, here's here's what I want the stack to look like. Here's what I want the you know transmission values to be. Give them the whole formula. They put it into their little computer and they can simulate it on their computer. They spit out the spectral charts for me. I take a look at them I'm like, yeah, that's it. They spit out a couple samples. We take them out in the water. We test them. You can't do all that stuff with glass. You know, glass is the molten stuff, and it's it's old school. You know, and mm -hmm. it's very manual process, not not mechanized, not really digital. Um, so it's a lot easier to experiment and innovate with plastic. So I do all the innovating and experimenting with plastic, and then I tell my glass guys match this. You know, and mm -hmm but it's a lot harder for them to do that. Uh, but for the consumer, glass is scratch resistant. Uh, you know, plastic is more more impact resistant. Awesome, good to know. I'll take, I'll take impact resistant all day. <laughs> they fall off, my sunglasses fall off the top of my hat yeah. on a regular basis, so. Yeah. I, Josh, I was picturing uh, a jig getting stuck and you ripping that jig and just coming and smashing <laughs> you in the face with it. 
Here comes your t- little top water walking bait. Like, yeah. like <laughs> I've not got hit by oh yeah, yeah, I got hit right in the crotch earlier this year. That's right. I forgot about that. It made the loudest thwomp like smack noise. Hit me right in the crotch right in the springtime. I hollered like it's I don't know, it was hilarious. Sound like somebody got hit with a paddle. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've got the uh, I've got the thing, uh, the app on my phone that shows you how to get a, a hook that's embedded <laughs> in your skin out. You know, yeah, <laughs> a lot of uh, practice at that, man. Yep. We I see what that. Brad like at least four videos a year from the kayak fishing community on it. Yeah, like, hey, the one that pops out is are good at it. <laughs> yeah, the one that pops out is Adam Riser getting smashed in the teeth. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, man, that was nasty. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. I started carrying like like a like a big, like they're like bolt cutters, but a mini version of them. Um, mm-hmm. I started carrying those just because of the fear of doing it. Um, because I I, I mean, I used to have piercings and stuff. I got tattoos done, so like pushing then the hook through further mm-hmm. is not going to really bother me unless it's against bone. Yeah, but I definitely could push a barb through and then cut it that way. Instead of, I always get afraid of somebody slipping, you know, trying to do the old braid trick. And I'm like, oh, do I trust this guy? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, oh, like, man. Yeah. But awesome. Um, Brad, did you have any other questions? No, we, man, we hit it, man. Everything I had, we, we hit it pretty good. So, Al, was there anything you wanted to add on to our conversation, buddy? Nah, this was fun, man. It, uh, the hour flew by and uh you know i hope we didn't get too too geeky on sunglass technology and stuff with you guys but uh i always love talking about it um sunglasses are just such an important tool for you out there in the water so it's worth investing and and then taking care of them like you do and mm-hmm. and uh it, it makes fishing a lot more successful and you know can't see the fish you can't catch them lots of times so uh, anyway, thanks for having me on, guys. It's been super fun, and uh, hope we run and run to each other on the water sometime. Yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate you coming on, and don't worry about the geekiness. That's what we're here for. Brian and I are super geeks, especially yeah. when it comes to kayak fishing. And this yeah. was an episode. Him and I, he, Brad, you just got a pair of new sunglasses this season. Yeah, I replaced the lenses of mine. Um, I've been still kind of shopping around. Um, and when Brian had told me about your brand and that you guys were new and your background and your history a little bit, I was like, I got to check these out because, um, like I tell, said before, man, the, just the options out there, it's overwhelming. It's too much. I got kind of disappointed about Exotica owning, you know, Costa. And it's like, Oh, like, Cause I had a friend, she works for them. And I was like, Oh my God, I had no idea that they owned that many brands. I knew they owned like eight or nine, mm-hmm. not the amount that they have. And, you know, it's cool to see that you guys started up your own thing, man. And that you're doing environmentally friendly. You've got the know-how, you know, you already have the know-it-all like to, to keep innovating these lens colors and to find stuff that works. This pink lens thing, I'm super excited um, for you guys. And, you know, keep shooting for the stars, man. I, I wish you guys all the best of luck with everything. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. And uh, it's great meeting you guys. And I hope we see you 
again soon, man. And if uh, you need some shades, shoot me a note. Happy to hook you up. All right. Everybody check out their website, bahiosunglasses.com. Is that correct? That's right. And uh, yeah, get some shades. Let's uh, let's uh, try to do our part and making them run out of stock. <laughs> 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 but uh, thanks again. And everybody, thank you for listening to the final cast this week. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.